You are listening to the Spectral Skull Session. Tales from the twilight world of myth, mystery, and imagination. The idea behind this podcast is that we explore claims about the occult, supernatural, and paranormal from an analytical standpoint. We're open to the existence of a world beyond the five senses, and we dismiss that dogmatic skepticism that insists that any story about the unexplained has to reduce to hallucinations or swamp gas. But we're not committed to any particular theory or philosophy about what the paranormal is, and we realize that, whatever is out there, the answer is likely to be more complicated than any existing model or theory. What we bring to the table is small s skepticism, a skepticism that we throw as much on the mainstream accounts as we do on the supernatural story. Okay, let's get started. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. This is the Spectral Skull Session, and I am your host, Dane. It has been eight days since the great Chinese spy Hula Balloon. Chinese spy balloon first observed over Alaska, then allowed to float over the continental United States, shot down near Wilmington, South Carolina. And now, over Super Bowl weekend, we have learned that our fourth UFO has been downed in or around American airspace. What is going on? This is a quick episode that I put together because I thought we need to stay updated about these UFOs now that the U.S. military is directly engaging with them. We will be resuming with our regularly scheduled podcasts about DMT entities, hopefully later this week, possibly next week. But for now, quick update about the UFO crisis in America. Now, on the same day that Chinese spy balloon was shot down, a second suspected Chinese spy balloon was seen over Costa Rica. Later, it was found down in Colombia. Then Friday, February 10th, Another mysterious object was shot down over Alaska. This one, described by pilots as possibly interfering with their radar or sensor systems, one pilot saying that it moved strangely with no obvious means of propulsion. One report saying this object was not any way like the Chinese spy balloon. That thing was 200 foot tall. They're saying this thing was about the size of a car. The object over Alaska said to be shot down on top of American territorial waters, which are themselves currently frozen. A recovery operation is said to be underway. Then Saturday, February 11th, airspace over Montana was briefly restricted. After reports of radar anomalies, aircraft were scrambled, but no UFO was intercepted. However, in a separate incident, another UFO was shot down over Canada in the Yukon, just east of Alaska. That one, I believe, shot down by Canadian fighter jets. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says that a recovery operation is underway with respect to that object as well. Now it's Sunday, February 12th, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time as I record this, and a fourth UFO has just been shot down. The New York Times saying this fourth UFO was believed, is now believed to have been the same object that was causing radar disturbances over Montana earlier this weekend. This one said to have been octagonal shaped, meaning it had eight sides, and have strings dangling down. The U.S. Air Force commander for the North American airspace says they're not ruling anything out yet, 
even aliens? The NORAD commander has also said, quote, we're calling them objects, not balloons for a reason, end quote. The White House is confirming that these three UFOs shot down over North America this weekend. They're all smaller than that suspected China spy balloon, and the White House is not sure what they are yet. Although I am reading that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has said that some of these things shot down are balloons. Schumer has said that now Congress is aware of a Chinese spy program, which he says existed back during the Trump administration, but was only detected recently. I don't understand how that makes sense. He's saying it existed during the Trump administration, but was only detected recently. Well, how do they know that it existed during the Trump administration if they only detected it recently? Well, it could be that he's making an allusion to the processing of intelligence data connected to the study of anomalous aerospace objects. That new Pentagon program, I think they're calling it Arrow now. It used to be AIMSOG, but now it's the attempt to analyze anomalous objects in America's airspace. When they released their reports, in both of those reports, they've been saying that a lot of the stuff that Air Force pilots categorize as a UFO later turns out to be just sort of space trash or sky trash, saying paper bags, plastic bags, balloons, birds, that kind of stuff. I don't know how the birds feel about being called sky trash. A lot of these UFOs do turn out to be balloons, and it may be a matter of figuring out what is sky trash and what is a surveillance balloon sent by China. With regards to what's going on here, I have three theories. My first theory is that the shootdown of that Chinese spy balloon about eight days ago that raised the alert status for U.S. air defenses, and now they have a policy of shoot first, figure out what it is later, so that a lot of this stuff that in the past would have just been categorized as a UFO, UAP, and then later analyzed, and then they would figure out what it is. Now they're just shooting it down, which means that there will be a lot more shootdowns in the coming days and weeks. Now, we Americans do have a history of shooting things down that are not real threats or not even there. Some of you will recall February 24th, 1942, the famous Battle of Los Angeles, where U.S. ground-based anti-aircraft batteries around Los Angeles opened up against believed Japanese raiders, firing thousands and thousands of rounds into the sky in an attempt to bring down those aircraft. Nothing was hit. Later, it was decided there had really been nothing in the sky at all. Five people were killed, three people in car accidents, and two had heart attacks as a result of the exchange of fire with nothing. One military commander interviewed after the incident blamed it on war nerves, saying that people were nervous. It was World War II. They were expecting a Japanese attack. Somebody thought they saw something in the sky, started shooting, and then everyone else started shooting as well. The next possibility that I'm open to after shooting down sky trash, a massive Chinese program to probe America's air defenses has been uncovered. Air defenses are in the process of taking it down. I would even be open to the possibility that China's working on a plan to overwhelm America's sensor systems in the event of a war using 
tons and tons of balloons that interfere with radar systems. You know, balloons that jam your radar. You, you send up hundreds of them all at once, and then you know nobody can figure out what it is. Radar doesn't work, and you have a temporary period where your air defenses are offline. This would be kind of the reverse of what happens in that famous German song by Nina, in which 99 red balloons released on a moment's whimsy lead to an accidental nuclear war. In this case, the balloons would be covered to prevent the U.S. from being aware that they were in the middle of an aerial attack. So it could be that all of this is somehow connected to a Chinese spy program. Now, related to this, the Hindustan Times says that Chinese authorities are reporting they're planning on shooting down a mysterious UFO balloon. They've sighted over Shandong province. Apparently, it's over the Yellow Sea in Shandong. Unidentified Chinese patriots have also released a artist's conception of what a theoretical dogfight between one of their balloons and a U.S. fighter jet might look like. And their imagining of the situation, the balloon is able to outmaneuver missiles fired by the U.S. interceptor. And ultimately, the balloon is able to destroy the interceptor and take it down. I think this is fanciful. Uh, interesting ideas coming out of Chinese patriotic community right now. Nobody's considering the most interesting possibility that we are having a repeat of the great airship scare of 1896 to 1897. And during that time, hundreds of people reported dozens of different airships all around North America. I've got a couple of these stories here. It was November 18, 1896. The Sacramento Bee and the San Francisco Call reported that witnesses had seen a light moving slowly over Sacramento on the evening at an estimated 1,000-foot elevation, with some people saying they could see a dark shape behind a light. One witness named R.L. Lowry reported he heard a voice from the craft issuing commands to increase elevation in order to avoid hitting a church steeple. Just a few days later, another alleged craft said to have landed in California, and one Colonel H.G. Shaw, he reported he had been driving his buggy through the countryside near Stockton when he came across what appeared to be a landed spacecraft. He described it as having a metallic surface, which was completely featureless apart from a rudder and pointed ends. He estimated it to be, have a diameter of about 25 feet and be around 100 feet, excuse me, 150 feet in total length. Three slender, seven-foot-tall, apparently extraterrestrial beings dislodged from the craft. They attempted to force the colonel to accompany them on their ship, but lacked the requisite physical strength to do so. They ultimately gave up. And another event across the nation in Arkansas, former state senator reported encountering a, an airship on the ground and having a conversation with its pilot. The pilot told him, that he was on his way to Cuba to, quote, kill Spaniards. This was the run-up to the Spanish-American War. Another account that same season from Texas, where three men claimed an encounter with another airship that had five peculiarly dressed men. These men asserted they were descendants of the lost tribes of Israel. They had learned English 
from the 1553 North Pole Expedition, led by Hugh Wobbly. Hmm. April 10th, 1897, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch published a story reporting that one W.H. Hopkins encountered a grounded airship about 20 feet in length and 8 feet in diameter near the outskirts of Springfield, Missouri. That vehicle, apparently propelled by three large propellers and crewed by a beautiful nude woman and a bearded man also nude. Hopkins attempted to communicate with the crew to ascertain their origins. Eventually, they understood what Hopkins was asking. They pointed to the sky and uttered something that sounded like the word Mars. And finally, April 16, 1897, a story published by the Table Rock Argus claimed that a group of, quote, anonymous but reliable witnesses, end quote, they had seen an airship sailing overhead, which had many passengers. They claimed that among these passengers, they saw a woman tied to a chair, another woman attending her, and a man with a pistol guarding his apparent prisoner. Before the witnesses were able to contact the authorities, the airship vanished. And these are just a handful of the dozens of credible reports of flying airships in the skies over the United States, 1896 to 1897, the great airship crisis of 96 to 97. Could these airships in our sky be the airship people themselves returning after a 100-year hiatus? Or will the hullabaloon mania of 2022 go down in history, along with the Battle of Los Angeles, as an instance of sky trash-induced hysteria? Or it could even turn out to be a Chinese sneak attack that somehow went wrong. Maybe they were massing these balloons to release them, and they were putting together hundreds and hundreds of balloons. But, you know, as you fill them up with gas and you have them sit there, some of them broke away and took off. And now we're intercepting them. Only time will tell. We will be covering it here at the Spectral Skull Session. So stick with us as events unfold. Thanks, everybody. Uh, for the Spectral Skull Session, I've been your host, Dane. Until next time, stay strange and stay sane. 99 Red Balloon.